Chara Supply Chain. Highlighting and showcasing solutions for the most complex challenges facing the industry in 21st century by our team of subject matter experts and mentors. Broadcasting every week all year round, we will present the most up-to-date series of podcasts and webinars. Hello and welcome to another episode of Bichara Supply Chain. Uh, this is Nurhadi, your host, and my guest today is uh, your mayor, Supply Chain is business uh, transformation experts and currently working for KPMG. He is based in Netherlands. Thanks for joining me, uh, Jod. Yeah, thanks for having me. Okay, so uh, today's topic is creating value in supply chain management. Uh, but before we go into the discussions, can you please brief a bit about yourself and your professional background? Yeah, of course. Uh, happy to do so. So, uh, yeah, my name is Jord Meijer. I work uh, since uh, 2010 for KPMG in the supply chain and uh, procurement space. Before joining KPMG, I uh, graduated, graduated in, uh, in, in the Technical University of Delft, uh, where I studied mechanical engineering, had a career within uh, uh, Capgemini at my own manufacturing company, and worked for uh, supply chain software vendors in the space of uh, retail planning and uh, distribution. And over the past 10 years, um, I have uh, been working on a number of international supply chain transformations uh, uh, with international companies in uh, various uh, businesses. Uh, amongst them, uh, material and life science, retail, and also uh, energy and natural resources. And um, what I learned in all those uh, uh, engagements is that uh, uh, that the supply chain is uh, one of the key contributors to value, uh, and um, many companies are. Uh, struggling with uh, with their uh, supply chains in uh, in getting uh, the goods at pace with their customers, and in the in the current and uh, the current market that even is even uh, becoming more and more important. But we will come to that uh, in a minute, I guess. All right, interesting. So I would like to ask a very uh, basic question here. What is the key to value creations, Yod? Yeah, that's a difficult question. Huh? Um, <laughs> but <laughs> at the end of the day, um, it's all about uh, having, and, and it is, of course, uh, a little bit an open door, of course. Uh, uh, it's all about uh, getting uh, goods and services at the pace of the customer, uh, at the right place, at the right price, against uh, the uh, lowest possible cost. And there you see that the first dilemma comes in. Because if you look back uh, in history, uh, most uh, supply chain uh, officers, COOs, have been focusing uh, pretty much on operational excellence and getting uh, getting the, re the, the supply chains smooth 
and efficient and uh, cut out most of the uh, of the cost. And also, uh, a lot of companies have worked very hard to lower their working capital and to uh, make the supply chains as lean as possible. Um, and in the current uh, in the current market. Uh, we see that only an efficient supply chain is not enough anymore to create value. And there are a couple of trends uh, uh, behind that, why that is not enough anymore. Uh, you see uh, a lot of uh, changing in customer and consumer behavior, uh, instant satisfaction, uh, mobile is coming in, personalization, but also health and environment is, uh, is, is giving pressure. On the other hand, you see a lot of uh, channels are shifting. Yeah? Uh, so we have uh, a mob mobile channels, omni-channels, e-channels, and we have also the traditional uh, channels. And we see competitors coming in, uh, the platform companies who, uh, uh, for example, uh, uh, the Amazons of this world, who uh, not only have, have a platform, but they, they, they're starting to, to sell th through those platforms. Now we have hyperscale versus uh, X to, to cities. And uh, we see also trends in micro supply chains. So uh, the operational excellence is under pressure. And that uh, comes also with, uh, the, uh, with the sustainability Act where uh, we have to reduce our uh, carbon footprint. Uh, we have to uh, go to a circular economy. We have, of course, the Paris uh, agreements, and therefore, uh, it is not only more anymore about uh, having this efficient supply chain uh, against lowest costs, but it is also about uh, that we uh, do that in a sustainable way, and it needs to be. Uh, delivered at the customer uh, today. And that is what it all makes very uh, challenging for uh, people working in this supply chain. And could you please share some of the uh, possible approaches for the uh, supply chain value creation? Yeah, we have, uh, so we, uh, as KPMG, we have, of course, uh, uh, thought leadership on this uh, topic and what we see as the, the six uh, dominant trends for the coming period uh, are, are the following uh, six. And where, uh, where we say that the COO agenda needs to focus on for the, for the, for the coming uh, decades. So first of all, uh, let's start with the customer-centric supply chains, yeah. meaning that the supply chain uh, doesn't need to be anymore at the fulfillment of, uh, of goods and services, but it needs to uh, organize itself around the customer satisfaction, uh, meaning that if you, uh, if you have a very uh, smooth supply chain, it's not enough anymore. You need to deliver tomorrow and you need to have the capability to do so. And therefore, you need to rethink your, uh, your stock points, your delivery times, uh, and uh, what you uh, see, and that is the second uh, trend and uh, future of uh, item, is uh, the creation of micro supply chains. Mm -hmm. um, 
Uh, why? Well, that is basically because companies see that uh, and, and the corona uh, pandemic has also uh, uh, helped us in this to a certain extent that, um, that when you have micro supply chains, you have uh, much yeah, you're in, in, with the production and uh, the logistics, you, you are much closer to your customers. And therefore, you are more agile to uh, produce against customer promises, uh, especially in the in the uh, short term delivery. One uh, two examples for that is is perhaps interesting. Huh? You you might have uh, uh, heard about uh, Zara uh, in the late nineties when they introduced the fast fashion. Uh, they introduced already the, the micro supply chains to a certain extent that they said, well, we want to have our uh, production base as close as possible to our customer base because we want to be able to uh, react fast on customer trends and in-season um, de development and uh, delivery. Another example uh, where you see that uh, long supply chains uh, uh, have, have uh, issues, and we, we have seen that in the uh, COVID pandemic, where in the Dutch retail, um, funny enough, the, the big uh, companies, uh, uh, so uh, the multinationals had issues with, with stocks and couldn't deliver on, on promise to the retailers where family businesses were able to deliver uh, also in, the, in this uh, pandemic uh, period because they have a, a less, uh, yeah, how do you say that? A less um, strict uh, working capital uh, regime. So mm. they had a little bit more stocks. Uh, they were not uh, uh, squeezed out. And actually, uh, they could deliver in times of uh, of, of uh, uh, yeah difficulties in in the supply chain. So, second trend: micro micro supply chains. Then the third one is uh, the uh, ability to use cognitive decision centers, which is uh, basically coming down to okay, guys, we need to have decision centers who not only uh, can forecast, but also can pre predictive and can use uh, predictive technologies to run scenarios on the what if, and specifically in in the, in the type of uh, 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 issues we had with pandemic, but also uh, in the climate change where you have uh, uh, all kinds of uh, climate related. Uh, um, hurricanes, uh, issues, there you see that the what-if scenario and uh, the, the predictive supply chains uh, can be more uh, resilient to any uh, incident what occurs. So that is the third trend, cognitive decision centers. And then the uh, fourth trend is around future-ready capabilities. What we see is that uh, many companies and organizations are looking for uh, for emerging technologies, but also, uh, of course, with uh, with people 
and that is the fifth trend, who can work with these technologies. And uh, we talk about value chain, about IoT, about blockchain, robotics, RPA, and embracing these new technologies to get insight in their current situation and also to help them to predict what's next. So future-ready capabilities, workforce is coming next because workforce is one of the key elements to use these technologies in order to implement them in the organization. Yeah. And last but not least, we see uh, the platform uh, economy, uh, everything as a service, and uh, companies need to rethink their business around platforms who are more and more embedded in the uh, in the markets and in the society. Mm. Interesting. So uh, in the context of a supply chain value, how do you see the role of uh, a new technology, particularly when it comes to the stage of uh, design and implementation? Yeah, okay. Well, uh, let me uh, give you a few uh, thoughts about that. Yeah. Um, uh, I see in, uh, in supply chain, I see uh, three types of systems. Um, the systems of record, yeah? so the SAPs and the Oracles and the Microsoft of these worlds. Uh, these are uh, technologies which uh, give transactional, uh, uh, yeah, so sort of transactional basis of what you do as a as a supply chain officer, but also as a as a company. Then you have the systems of differentiation, and uh, these systems gives you uh, give you. A competitive advantage to a certain extent. And these are less structured than the uh, systems of record, but give you uh, already insights and uh, advantages. And uh, the last part is uh, the systems of innovation where you say, okay, I need to be able to uh, quickly play to, uh, so that is uh, less structured than the other two, and it's more innovative. And uh, with these systems, you are able to quickly adopt to certain trends, uh, give direction, uh, do what-if scenarios, and create based on these what-if scenarios and the analysis, uh, your your steps into uh, into the future. Yeah. And um, the way you approach these three types of systems is uh, differently, uh, where in in the in, in the transactional systems you need to uh, structure things. You need uh, it's it's also about uh, basically structured data, and in the innovative uh, systems it's not only about structured data but also about uh, unstructured data. So mm. uh, the the big data platforms and and big data centers will use uh, many unstructured data points where they create uh, visions and uh, what-if scenarios uh, in order to help to improve the resilience of the supply chains. Okay, so this will be my last uh, question on today's podcast uh, about the uh, global pandemic of COVID-19, which is uh, probably changing the way of seeing uh, the supply chain, right? So in your personal mm -hmm. view, what, what are the top priorities of actions. It could be a thought, it could be long-term that uh, business leader need to be considered. Yeah. 
Well, uh, I think one of the main uh, things which will change here is that uh, people will uh, really now focus on uh, transparency. So yep. supply chain officers uh, have been sort of surprised by the pandemic. So they want to have full transparency on their supply chain, not only for, uh, for these type of uh, incidents, but also uh, uh, to be able to uh, get uh, compliance on their uh, health and sustainability. And secondly, they want to have... Uh, predictive uh, analytics uh, inside their company in order to be able to be more resilient to uh, the, the uh, possibility of these type of worldwide crisis. And <clears throat> that is one of the uh, things we see happening. Uh, and uh, KPMG has also uh, uh, delivered and uh, some uh, some uh, supply chain risk platforms for uh, big companies to give them the ability to say, okay, but what, what happens if there is a flood in Indonesia and I have a factory there? What is the best possible approach there? Can I uh, reshift from uh, the location? Uh, all these type of uh, thinking is going to be, uh, yeah, faster, uh, embedded in the supply chain function. And uh, because this, this supply chain officer is hammered by his CEO for, uh, uh, for not delivering. So he will make sure that he can deliver. And therefore, uh, he needs full transparency. He needs to know where the stocks are, where, where the products are, and how they can uh, deliver. And he will uh, make sure that he's more resilient, more flexible, therefore micro supply chains and also more predictable uh, and, and, and he uses uh, the new technologies uh, for those uh, kind of things. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Okay, so uh, before we close today's conversation, uh, do you still have any other KDX way that you'd like to share with our listener? Um, well, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to any conversations with, uh, with people who heard this, uh, this podcast. And uh, if, they, uh, if they want to, uh, to have a chat, then, uh, of course, uh, happy to do so. And uh, good luck uh, with, uh, with all the delivery uh, within the supply chains. Perfect. So if any of our listeners would like to get in touch with you uh, directly, uh, Jod, uh, what is the best way to reach out to you? Uh, <clears throat> people can send me an email uh, via my email address at kpmg, meyer.jord at kpmg.nl, or they can uh, uh, search me in uh, LinkedIn, as you did. At Bichara Supply Chain, we are committed to driving global perspective to embrace technological adaptation in improving process efficiencies. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and share Bichara Supply Chain. And stay tuned for the latest updates. To learn more, visit our website www.bicharasupplychain.com. Thank you for listening to us. We look forward to seeing you at our next episode.